0: Hey, thanks for joining us. We're going to approach day 17 and day 18 as well, just like we did with day 16. I'm going to read the entire chapters of Proverbs 17 and 18, and I am going to pray as Holy Spirit leads. So I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. However, when I was doing a little research, especially on chapter 18, I really like, not that, you know, one is better than the other per se but you you glean from you gain different perspectives and various insights and revelations from these translations and the amplified version of verse of sorry of chapter 18 is really good so i highly encourage you all to just get lost in become abandoned in his word and his truth let the spirit and the bride say come let his spirit holy spirit in you being a part of his bride, say, Come marry the word. I've mentioned my mentor, Connie Fisher, before in the past, and something she taught me was to marry truth. So I just want to encourage you in Proverbs chapter 17 and Proverbs chapter 18 that you would marry truth, that all the lovers of God, that all the sons of God would marry truth. So Proverbs 17. Pastor Translation, again, we're reading the entire chapter. First one, a simple, humble life with peace and quiet is far better than an opulent lifestyle with nothing but quarrels and strife at home. A wise, intelligent servant will be honored above his shameful son. He'll even end up having a portion left to him in his master's will. In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the tests and trials of life. Those eager to embrace evil listen to slander for a liar loves to listen to lies. Mock the poor, will you? You insult your creator every time you do. If you make fun of others' misfortune, you'd better watch out. Your punishment is on its way. Now, this is important for where we are this hour. Actually, verse 4 is 2 and verse 3. But verse five is important for where we are in the world, specifically here in this nation of the United States of America. We want to make sure that we're remember we're remembering not just you know the poor in our mindset of you know the word of poor, but we're remembering those who are standing for something that we may not understand, we may not agree with or vice versa. And we remember those who are humble and those who are lowly and we're not persecuting them or opposing them or oppressing them because God looks after the defenseless. Let me tell you something. You don't want to be on the the opposite side of the defender who's defending the defenseless. And he is our defender this year. Father, I thank you right now that you are defending us this year. You are our strong tower. You are our rock. We stand on you, and you are a stumbling block to those who oppose you, Jesus. Verse 6, Grandparents have the crowning glory of life, grandchildren, and it's only proper for children to take pride in their parents. It is not proper for a leader to lie and deceive and don't expect excellent words to be spoken by a fool. Wise instruction is like a costly gem. It turns the impossible into success. Love overlooks the mistakes of others, but dwelling on the failures of others devastates friendships. Ooh, we need this here in this prophet nation. We've got to let love wash over. We've got to let love cover a multitude of things. Scripture tells us that. Actually, that's in Proverbs. It might be in a different translation. We also see this in Peter's epistle. Let love wash over. I recently prayed in one of the episodes, what's found in Ephesians chapter three, that we're rooted in the love of Jesus. I have been crying out, I've been asking, I've been praying, I've been speaking out on social media platforms. We've got to get a revelation of God's love. We've got to get a revelation of his love. Father, give us a revelation of your love Implant that in this nation, Restore that back to this nation, I ask in Jesus' name. Give us a revelation of Jesus' love. You know, that's what Paul was praying for, for the Ephesians, for the church at Ephesus. That they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they would understand those things they could not see. And when wisdom and revelation marry and join, they bring illumination. And that's what that's what Paul was after for the Ephesians. He was after them being illuminated by the Holy Spirit so that they could perfectly see that which not only was hidden, but that which even is in different realms, that which is mysterious, that which light has not been shown on, your eyes are fully open to discern good from evil. But let's push evil out the way because what this is, what Paul was praying was pure and its simple focus was on Jesus. You see, we've talked about this before. God honors simplicity. He honors simplicity. Let him show you this year how he's going to take those things that are simple and build and expound and produce more as we go low and we look for the simple things. Verse 10, one word of correction breaks open a teachable heart, but a fool can be corrected a hundred times and still not know what awaits him or what hit him. Father, help us to receive correction. Rebellion thrives in an evil man, so a messenger of vengeance will be sent to punish him. It's safer to meet a grizzly bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a reckless fool. Everyone who is listening, Go back and meditate on, ruminate on, chew the cud, get Proverbs seventeen twelve in your spirit, man. I don't care which version of the Bible you read, as long as it's the Holy Bible. Get this in your spirit, man. Stop trying to convince people of what you know to be true. Let the spirit of truth do his job. Let the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation join together and marry and birth and generate illumination. This is our weapon. You see, Paul knew he could not go to the Ephesians and show them or teach them something because what we have to understand about the Ephesians, they were so schooled and so knowledgeable and so advanced and so so educated They I mean, they they were one of the, you know, primary or chief cities as best technology as technology could have been in, in that time frame. But they were advanced. We we see this corroborated in Revelation chapter two with Yeshua's commendation to this church. They were the churches of churches. They led, you know, if you want to say they were set on a hill to go before all the other churches, but, you know, they weren't perfect. And Paul knew in order to reach this church that the spirit of wisdom and revelation had to break in to bring illumination. That's the only way they would have been able to see. So I want to encourage you, stop getting upset. Stop getting mad. Stop trying to be the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to be the third person in the Trinity. Stop trying to be the Spirit of Truth. Stop becoming enraged. Stop not having self-control. Stop getting yourself unseated and unhinged. You're acting in the flesh. You're not acting in wisdom. This is what we've been learning because wisdom causes us to be peaceful, peaceable, and self-control. It does not steer us on the path of carnality, our flesh, or the path of unrighteousness. Understand this. Let me read verse 12 again. It's safer to meet a grizzly bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a reckless fool. Release the truth and pray it in. This year, we have to understand the power of intercession like never before. We have to understand the power of watching and praying, as Jesus said. We have to understand the power of going away and getting in, Father. I have several episodes where I talk about this, where I specifically pray into these things. And we're, we're, you know, so to speak, depending on how you measure or view the year calendar year, whichever scale you use, but let's just say we're staying on the gregorian R- roman greco Roman calendar, we're at the head of the year in in this specific timetable. Don't let the remaining subsequent eleven point whatever five months or a point however much time we have until we get december twenty twenty one don't let that time waste away. Prophesy the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Begin to speak the end from the beginning. Uh, And and I'm not going to go too much into detail here because I don't want to preach, although that's what this episode seemed like was going to be more about. Um, We need to have a better understanding of how to project. And when I say project, I don't mean something that's demonic or witchcraft or, you know, sorcery based. I mean, we have to get a vision. There are proverbs, again, based off of which version you read that talks about prudence and prudent men and prudent women planning. Prudence is a planning word. Prudence, when you look it up in the dictionary, it means understanding knowledge for the future we have to have prudence in this year. We've got to understand even now. So Take what you've heard. Take what the spirit of truth has spoken to you. Take what you've heard, the true prophets of God. You've heard the prophetic voices, various all around. That's not just one. There's not just two. It's not just 60, 70 years old. It's not just 17, 18, 30 year olds. It's a plethora of nations, of colors. It's variegated. That's his plan. It was always his plan not one person is just going to prophesy that that's that's not how god does it <laughs> i mean you know we look in scripture and, and we see that there were scenes in in time frames where there was one man or woman on the scene but god knows how to raise people up and god knows how to speak to people the spirit of tr- by the spirit of truth and the spirit of truth to go forward swiftly and not a single word be lost or captured, or fallen to the ground by the wayside, or fallen on fallow ground. Let the Spirit of truth speak to you from the various prophetic voices worldwide. God is doing something new in the earth with raising up this platform of prophetic voices. And I am telling you, these men and women are like voices crying in the wilderness. These men and women are like Isaiah they understand futuristic prophecy they understand time and seasons these men and women are like uh Samuel they have a strong prophetic urge not only just to speak and nothing falls to the ground meaning that they speak accurately but they're also acting to raise other prophets up to have prophetic companies. That is what God is doing in this hour. Now, it's not just in this year. Although we can expect to see this emerge, this is a year of emerging. And, and I, I want to add to this, if I could, and you'll hear this a little later in a different episode. We got to watch for the moments where we have opportunities to help others And to build others up. I have a specific podcast episode where I'm talking about Acts chapter 9 verses 26 through 31, specifically Acts 26 through 29, 26 to 28, where the Jews did not believe that Paul was truly on their side. They were afraid of him, but he had been doing the stuff and somebody had to come and build a platform under Paul and convince and persuade and encourage Paul to continue because he was discouraged, but also to advise and to pierce through whatever broken schism, whatever broken mindset people were having of Paul. And now Paul is brought into the fold and people, okay, were except That man's name was Barnabas. So I want to encourage you to watch for those who will be similar to Barnabas, who are raising platforms up for people. And watch you yourself that you're not failing to raise a platform up for somebody and setting someone up for success. Listen, we have a faulty understanding of building up and building a platform and promoting people. We think that this means that's only God's job. I have a specific podcast episode. I can't remember the month I did it in. I'll have to go back and look at it and I'll note it on here, but it was in 2020 where I highlight there were specific men and women who built others up, who promoted others, who walked with others, who put others in the forefront or gathered others alongside with them. It wasn't just about them. Moses is one of the examples with Joshua. So look for these moments. This is for emerging leaders. Look for these moments this is for leaders who are tenured and who have been current and who've been running swiftly for decades and decades and decades. Do not miss the opportunity to help and carry along by building a platform for another. Now, enough of all that, because that has nothing to do with anything about the continuation of Proverbs 17. But it did have something to do with that specific verse, verse 12. Get that into your spirit, man. Stop having confrontations with people over what God said. Let God be God and all of his enemies be scattered. Let's move on. Verse 13, the one who returns evil for good can expect to be treated the same way for the rest of his life. Don't be one who is quick to quarrel for an argument is hard to stop and you never know how it will end. So don't even start down that road. There is nothing God hates more than condemning the one who is innocent and acquitting the one who is guilty. Let him justify and avenge us. I'm telling you, he's not idle. He is not sleeping. He's not tarrying. Let him do his job. He is watching over the hearts of all men. We have read this several times as we've been reading Proverbs. We just read earlier up in this specific chapter that he tests or sorry, that trials and tests come to men so that he can see what's in us. Let him be God. Let him be the strong one, the battle axe. Let him be El Gabor in our lives, in this nation. I decree you are El Gabor, Yahweh. Verse 15, there is nothing God hates more than condemning the one who is innocent and acquitting the one who is guilty. Why pay tuition to educate a fool? For he has no intention of acquiring true wisdom. A dear friend will love you no matter what, and a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. It's stupid to run up bills you'll never be able to pay or to co-sign for the loan of your friend. Save yourself the trouble and do not do either one. Now, this is a word for many of us because, you know, what happened last year and many of us were actually feeling it even before the worldwide shutdown it, it Many people are struggling financially, and God's going to do something with people who are out here and abusing people with loans and being underhanded and conniving. Again, his word is true. We've read this. Go back and and listen to the Proverbs, the teachings. Go back and read the Proverbs, whatever version you want, translation you want, and listen to his word. He does not like injustice. We just saw this about the innocent. Being condemned now it doesn't mean for you to be foolish and run into things that you know you won't be able to get out of, however, let his right arm save you. God is going to shift and do something for his people. Verse nineteen, if you love to argue, then you must be in love with sin for the one who loves to boast is only asking for trouble again we We spent sufficient time on this in verse twelve. Let it go let it go stop arguing this is a fruit of the flesh this is a tactic of the enemy the enemy is having a field day in this nation because i'm looking here and i'm seeing nothing but children of god arguing with each other i don't see the outside people i'm looking at the people inside arguing with each other let it go let him justify, bring vengeance, and let the spirit of truth bring revelation light that expels the darkness. Verse 20, the one with a perverse heart never has anything good to say and the chronic liar tumbles into constant trouble. Parents of a numbskull, interesting word, will have many sorrows for there's nothing about his lifestyle that will make them proud. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul, but the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. Father, I pray right now that the spirit of joy would be loosed in this hour, Father God, that people will hear the sound of wisdom's call. People will hear the clarion call from wisdom as wisdom is riding on the wind, bringing joy, bringing cheer, bringing refreshing. Father, that people will hear the the, the chimes of heaven. They will hear the bells and the wind, and they will know that you are God who is on time, and you're turning, you're overturning darkness. Mourning, sorrow, darkness, sadness, depression with joy, 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 joy. For your word says that we are strengthened because you are our joy. Your word says that you, Jesus, set us before you because we are your joy. So, Father, I pray that we would be complete. We here in earth and you who are in heaven, in us, here on earth, our joy will be complete and made one. Even in this hour, Father, I thank you for doing it now. I ask for a suddenly now of joy to be released, a refreshing now, a release, Father, from all the constraints of anxiety and worry and depression and the crushing and the timidity. Father, I break that off right now in the name of Jesus. I loose a spirit of soundness, a spirit of love, a spirit of power. That's what you put in us. So I say to the spirits, rise up. That's already in you. Rise up to your sound judgment. Rise up to your power and rise up to the love that the Father has created and put in you. In Jesus' name, I thank you for joy, 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 down in our hearts. Verse 23, when you take a secret bribe, your actions reveal your true character, for you pervert the ways of justice. God has a word coming real soon about those who pervert justice. Even the face of wise man shows his intelligence, but the wandering eyes of a fool will look for wisdom everywhere except right in front of his nose. Father, I cry out for wisdom. Father, I ask that you would give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. Father, I am crying out. Your word is true. Your word is sure. You answer the cries. According to Psalm 16 verses 1 through 2, you incline your ears to your son's cry Thank you, Father, for answering. That's what verse two says. You answer quickly, swiftly, speedily. Father, we need wisdom and you've put it in this year. So, Father, I ask that we would put it down. We would pull it down and we would join and see and understand how to partner with the spirit of wisdom. Verse 25, a father grieves over the foolishness of his child and bitter sorrow fills his mother. It's horrible to persecute a holy lover of God or to strike an honorable man for his integrity. Hold on to that scripture, people of God. You who are listening in various nations, I don't know who you are. I don't know specifically where you are. We've talked about the enduring nature, the enduring anointing in this year to endure. We've talked about what is coming, not just in this year, but in this decade. And and, and until Yeshua sets his feet back on Mount Zion and he reigns and rules and does what he's going to do until you read the story. I want to speak exhortation for you to endure, but I also want to encourage you with verse 26 that God. His eyes is watching on you, his lover, and those who persecute you and strike you for your honor, your dignity, your integrity, and for your stance in the one true God. Verse 27, can you broader your tongue when your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that you are wise. An understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collected no matter what you're facing. I decree Proverbs 27, over the body of Christ, over the ecclesia, over the elect, over whatever tribe you're part of, however you want to identify yourself, under Jesus Christ, I decree Proverbs seventeen twenty-seven over you, wisdom to keep you calm, cool, and collected under pressure so you will know and others will know you are wise. Last verse, 28. When even a fool bites his tongue, he's considered wise. So shut your mouth when you are provoked. It will make you look smart. I pray you're blessed, edified, and encouraged. And that you will fully understand that he is for you. He's fighting. He's never lost a battle. He is on our side. You are El Gabor. You are mighty in battle. Blessings. Blessings.